Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Mind of the Gap. We got a great one coming up for you guys today. We're going to start off with a recap of the absolute demolition that occurred in the ranking segment from earlier this week. We're then going to jump right into best of the internet, followed by our preview of the NFL divisional round of the playoffs and our gambling picks. Stay tuned, got a great one coming. Let's go. And welcome back, everyone. Today is Saturday, January 22nd. Sammy, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing excellent this morning. Uh, obviously not very happy about the results of last week's episode, but very excited for today. We have a great Best of the Internet segment. I have a lot of good articles to share. And then more than excited for this weekend of football because in my opinion it is the best weekend of football all year for phenomenal games and it's looking like 16 hours of football watching this weekend so that's always exciting i completely agree so just to dive quickly back into the ranking segment earlier this week i'll read off the results of the poll in case anyone you know didn't see the instagram which you all should be checking out mindthegap.pod on instagram i ended up so we ranked Winter Olympic events, Winter Olympic events, all 15 of them. I received 74% of the vote. Andres, 24% of the vote. Sammy, 2% of the vote. Uh, And just a note on that, he only received one vote and it was from himself. So if you took away his vote, it'd be 0% of the vote. Just to look at say about that, Sammy. Just to look at this on the positive side, if two percent of the vote is one person, that means that around fifty people voted. So thank you for the interaction on the Instagram page. It's a lot of votes we're getting there. That's me distracting from the fact that I got smoked. Yeah, I don't know if it's working. So uh, I'll just read some of the feedback. No, 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 no. Before, before, before you do this whole dance, let me just give some things to say in my defense. It's very evident that the reason that I lost this poll by so much was my decision to put ice hockey last. Because when Chris asked in the poll what was the worst pick, almost everybody said Sammy ice hockey last. And listen, if I were to make a poll in the attempt to win, if, sorry, if I were to make a ranking in an attempt to win the poll, I would have put ice hockey much higher because I know a lot of people like it. But it's a ranking where you're supposed to rank your personal preference, right? I'm not going to sell my soul. I'm not going to lie about it just to do better on the poll. I don't like hockey in the Olympics. I don't really like hockey overall. I knew a lot of people would disagree with that. That wasn't going to change my answer. I still don't think it should be an Olympic sport. Kind of like soccer makes no sense in the Summer Olympics too. And kind of how basketball kind of makes no sense either in the Summer Olympics as well. Same kind of concept there, right? But I knew it was going to cost me. Clearly it did. I don't regret it because I'm not going to lie on the poll. I'm not going to lie on the ranking just to do better in the poll. That's what I have to say about that. Yeah, I get I mean, you keep kind of doubling down on this when clearly you're just wrong. Like you have the wrong opinion on this. I know, you know, no wrong opinions, but this is the wrong opinion. We received, we received what, like eight or nine comments in the, in response to the, what was our worst pick question. And like eight of them were about saying putting ice hockey last Ice hockey last. Okay. Putting ice hockey last. If ice you, hockey, if you think, ice hockey. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I listen. But if you think ice, in my opinion, if you think ice hockey is one of the best Olympic sports, you're not a true Olympic fan. In my opinion, hey, don't. I see you about to speak. Let me finish. In my opinion, I think the Olympics are for sports 
that you would never watch at any other point of the year, and it's only for the Olympics, which is why sports like curling, short track speed skating, snowboarding, which is why they're so great in the Olympics, because you never watch them at any other point all year. I can kind of get behind that. My thing would just be like, I had ice hockey sixth, sixth. I had I had ice hockey in the sixth spot in my rankings, which clearly is not super high, but people still appreciated my list because it wasn't it wasn't dead last. Like you can have you can have ice hockey not be in your top tier while also not being in the last place on your list. Yes, but think about it this way: Let's say man, random man, just an example, watches fifty hockey matches a year, which isn't that many, which is a decent amount, not that many. And then he tunes in for the Olympic ice hockey. It's just like watching any other match. It's like watching a hockey match. Let's say this man... I don't think that's true, though. But then this man also tunes in for cross-country skiing, never watches it, first time watching it. In my opinion, it's a little more interesting to watch something you've never seen before or that you don't watch a lot in the Olympics, and it makes it a little more interesting in a way. I, I think you're underestimating the impact that the national team has on the game itself. Like, these people are playing for national pride as opposed to just playing for their paycheck. Okay, I'm going to say, if I were to base this ranking off the actual excitement and entertainment to watch the event, yes, ice hockey would have been higher. But this ranking was based off all-around Olympic winter event rankings, which takes into account a lot of other things, which is why it's at the bottom of my list. Okay, well, I think we can kind of cut this off here. Obviously, you're wrong. People have spoken. I am now 3-0. and Sammy is 0-3. Andres actually came in second, so I think successful outing for him. I, I think we'd hope to have him back at some point in the future, as well as bring in other guests for our different segments sometimes. Wouldn't you agree, Sammy? Uh, yes, tune in uh, next Tuesday or Wednesday for another episode of Ranking, where Sammy will once again go 0-4. Yeah. Okay, Sammy, let's just move directly into Best of the Internet. How about you start us off with a story today? All right, so I got four stories for you guys today. Two are somewhat related. Uh, One was from The Week magazine. One was from New York Post, all over the place. A lot of reliable news sources. That's what we really really look for in this podcast, reliable news stories. All right, the first one is about an African giant-pouched rat. So, Chris, before I read this article, let's just get in your head what this looks like, right? That's a man holding it. So it's a pretty nice-sized rat, correct? Yeah, it's a, pretty, like, it's a large it, rat for it, those of you who cannot see. It's like the size of like one of those grown bunnies or rabbits you'd see on the side of the road. Like It's a pretty nice-sized rat. Yeah, large so, rat. Yes. This rat, his name, is, his name is Magawa. Apparently, he's a hero, and he died this month. So it's a, this is a little bit of a memorial service for Magawa the rat. Now, it's actually a very fascinating story. Uh, as you guys may know, back in the 20th century, there was a lot of wars and fighting in Cambodia and that area of the world. So there's still a ton of landmines and explosives hidden throughout the countryside. And there's been reports of uh, people actually just walking around the countryside, stepping on a landmine, and unfortunately dying, right? So this rat here, his name's Magawa, and his job was to sniff out landmines and explosives in the ground. And this was especially interesting to me, because I know that dogs uh, have been known to do this, but I never knew a rat would do this. I never thought that was its job. But 
This rat sniffed out more than 100 landmines and explosives underground and helped Cambodian authorities clear more than 200,000 square meters of land in the Cambodia wilderness. Not really the wilderness or the plains, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and he received a gold medal from an animal charity group uh, because it's assumed that he would save multiple lives by clearing these landmines. Uh, he lived to be eight years old, which is pretty old for the species of rat, so it's a good long life. He was born in 2013 in Tanzania. He began training at a young age. Apparently, these are very easy rats to train, and they're good at this, and they have a very enhanced sense of smell. Uh, so after celebrating his eighth birthday last November, he passed away this past month. Uh, and the uh, head of the organization who with the, who worked with the landmine said he left a lasting legacy in the lives that he saved. So... Uh, a very good rat, and if you're curious, Chris, I have a picture of him right here. That's, yeah, let me see him. That's Magawa. Okay, okay. Very good-looking rat, right? Yeah, super cute rat. Yeah, so he had a great sense of smell. He sniffed out hundreds of landmines, and he helped clear a lot of the Cambodian land to keep it safe for people. So, rest in peace to him. Uh, apparently the most heroic rat in the history of the world. Rest in peace to Magawa the rat. All right. Okay, Sammy. You're up. Yeah, let me move into my first story of the day. We're going to start off with uh, this story about students at the Wharton Business School at the University of Pennsylvania being asked what they thought the average American salary was. So, so Sammy, why don't you just give us a guess here before we start off here? Average American salary. The average American salary. Is this per yeah. household or per individual? Uh, just the average American worker makes per year. So I think individual. I think it's around $40,000 a year. Yeah, so the real answer is $45,000. Okay. So pretty close, right? You're you're pretty close to that. Yeah. And I think most people probably would guess somewhere between like forty dollars to $50,000 a year, yeah, right? Yeah, thirty to fifty that range. Yeah, so uh, the Wharton students guessed, they answered this question, uh, 25% of them thought it was over six figures. One thought it was $800,000. So that is kind of crazy, basically meaning that one out of every four students at like one of the most prestigious business schools in the country believes the average American makes over 100K. I, I, would, I would hope that at a business school such as this, they would perhaps have some more courses and focus a little bit more on like normal people and what the average American makes as opposed to these like more gaudy numbers. I could I could somewhat see, you know, some people at the University of Pennsylvania coming from different backgrounds and not really understanding this, but you would you would hope that someone who is studying business, studying econ at like one of the best business schools in the country would have some knowledge of basic financial facts for the average person. Yes, Sammy. Now without saying anything offensive, let me try to speak on this. Uh, I do think Obviously, University of Pennsylvania has a lot of students from different backgrounds, but I do think they also have a lot of students from wealthy backgrounds whose parents probably worked in Wall Street and who were pretty wealthy growing up. That's obvious. And I think a lot of people in the UPenn Business School of Wharton have very high aspirations and are expecting to make millions and millions of dollars per year on Wall Street, uh, which whatever, whatever investment banking, all that stuff. So I think maybe for a, a little portion of the students there, I didn't think it was as high as twenty five percent, that they're so they're like expecting to make millions of dollars. That to them, like a hundred thousand dollars, like isn't much at all. Which sounds ridiculous, obviously, but maybe you agree. You hear what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I I kind of get that. Except that 
I would think that like certainly I aspire to be as successful in my career after I graduated college, right? But I can also aspire to be successful while also staying grounded in the fact that most Americans are not making an absurd amount of money and that there is some level of wealth inequality in this country. Yes, I think these a lot of these kids are in for a surprise when they get their first job because most certainly your first job out of college you're not going to be making six figures, I don't think. Yeah, I feel like most people don't, although some people certainly do, and that I think just kind of perhaps furthers these kids' uh, ideas about the average salary because they look, around, they look around at their peers and see their peers like maybe getting a job at some big investment bank right out of college making a lot of money. And they think that that's this, that's true everywhere across the country when obviously it's not. I mean, that's actually so. Twenty five percent of the kids thought it was six figures or more. That is ridiculous. I'm pretty sure the yeah. one who said the one who said eight hundred thousand. I'm pretty sure they they added an extra zero to that. I hope accidentally. I would hope so. I would hope so. Or maybe they're just bad with putting the commas and in, in numbers and they put it in the wrong spot. But yeah, I don't know. I think that that's odd because you'd think that these kids would be some of the smartest kids, but apparently they're not smart when it comes to this. Well, I think you can be smart and not have common sense, and this could be an example of that, yes. where these kids, I'm sure, are like, very good at econ or whatever, but lack some kind of real-world experience in terms of average people. Well, hopefully when they graduate college and they start living for themselves, they'll, they'll get some real-world experience. Yeah. All right, Sam, what's your next story? Uh, I got some good ones today, actually. I think the one I just said about the rat was like my least favorite one of them all. No offense to Magawa. Dope. All right, so <laughs> uh, this is this is just a bamboozling story, and I rarely use that word. Uh, a sea lion was rescued along the San Diego Highway. Okay, you hear that article? Okay, it's a little weird, but obviously animals are found in weird places all the time. A highway by the water, right? It's not that odd. Uh, sea lions, Chris. Where do sea lions live? Uh, the ocean. Correct. Uh, look at that map. Okay. See the black dot? Yeah. That sea lion was discovered on a highway more than five miles, I think more than five, definitely multiple miles, probably five miles away from the ocean. That is San Diego. Look how far away it is from the center of San Diego and how far out in the middle of California it is. Yeah, that's, that's not close to the ocean at all. Now, when I read this article at first, I was like, okay, it's a sea lion from captivity that was escaped like a zoo or something, right? That'd be a thought. But no, this is a wild sea lion that was found three to five miles, I don't know the exact number, but somewhere around there, to the east, which means inland, of San Diego. Now, this could be one of those coincidences, who knows how it got there, but it, it, it just it gets weirder and weirder because this specific sea lion is tagged because this has happened before many times. This is not the first really? time. This is not the first time that this individual sea lion has been found in weird places. They say that this is the weirdest place it has been found, but it's a juvenile, right? Which means it's young. How many places could it really have gone in such a short period of time? Well, in November, it was spotted at San Diego International Airport. In December, he was spotted at the military navy base in Point Loma, which is not on, which is not like exactly on the water. Like it went over land to get to the navy base, San Diego International Airport, navy base, the middle of the highway, three miles on the coast. Do we know how it got there? Now, it gets weirder. In November, they got it from the airport. They kept it at SeaWorld for a week, put it back in the ocean, 
December, they found it at the Navy base. They kept it in captivity, put it back in the ocean, and then it appears here now. It's the past four months this has happened. Three months. And yeah. they, do, they do have a tracker on him, but it's not, like, specific enough to tell exactly where he went. But it just appears that he literally just went from the sea and just walked all the way over there. Like, it doesn't – it's not like he magically – someone picked him up or took him over there. It actually appears as though the sea lion got out of the sea and just walked a few miles – all the way over here. It makes no real sense, right? Because how fast... No, no how, sense. How fast can a sea lion really move on land? How can a sea lion get food on land? It's just, it just one of those things that I haven't gotten a very good answer on how it got there. Mm-hmm. Nobody really knows. But I wouldn't be surprised if it, like, somewhat, like, hopped on the back of a truck or something. I think that's that would be my guess here. Maybe there was a truck with seafood by the ocean... It got on the back of the truck because it smelled the seafood, and the truck drove away. And then it jumped off the truck a few miles later, and it's in the middle of the road. Would that make sense? Am I bugging? Like, like how can they even really move in off off out of water? Very slowly. It's like they they, Are they like seals. They can they, they like flop around. Yes, they like they like scoot around and like move very slowly. So it's not one of those things where they can like run and like be there in a few hours. Like, if he was to get there, it would have taken hours and hours of just slugging along for no reason. My best get is my best bet is that he hopped on the back of a truck accidentally and the truck drove him out, right? That'd be my best bet. I guess. I, just, I don't understand how... We don't know how it got there. Look it up. Sea Lion San Diego. Odd situations and spots since then. This is the weirdest. It's I guess odd. this guy just has a has a an addiction to not being in the ocean i don't know and then they capture him obviously now he's back to sea world and they're going to run some tests on him and this time they're going to do a very long test to really judge if he's capable of going back in the wild because first maybe time, not right if he ends up five miles from the ocean like first time maybe second time and eh, third time like maybe it's time like you just keep him and like don't put him in the wild because if you if this happens again a fourth time and he goes somewhere where there's less people and they don't really see him, in my mind, he's not going to make it because he's not going to be able to find the ocean again, right? So I think maybe, I, I rarely like saying this, but maybe in this case it's better if he's in captivity because he seems to have a suicidal tendency of going places he shouldn't be. Yeah, it does seem that way. All right. Well, I thought that was a great story. You're up. Alrighty. So my next story... Very nostalgic story, Sammy. So, do you, by any chance, did you play the Lego Star Wars games when you were a kid? I used to play on my PSP the Lego Batman game, so I'm sure it's similar. Yeah, so I have very vivid memories of my, my cousins, uh, my cousins, two of my cousins in, in specific, uh, in particular, who live in Rochester. Uh, we'd go over to their house know maybe once a year when we're visiting family because my, my dad's family still, still lives there so we go visit rochester we go to these this one civic house and they had an xbox 360 and every time i went there i would just go down to the basement and play lego star wars for hours and that was like the most exciting part of my trip to rochester every year was going to visit the cousins and going to play lego star wars on the xbox so i really hadn't thought about it in a very long time since I don't know, like eight years ago when I was 10 or 11. And so I saw this trailer that just came out for the new Lego Star Wars game. It's a six-minute trailer that goes in-depth into every aspect of this game. 
it's going to be a complete reimagining and kind of summary of all nine of the Skywalker saga Star Wars movies. So that's going to be the three pre- the three prequels, the three originals, and the three new ones. It's all nine movies packed into one game. Usually it's just three movies at a time. They've completely redone all the gameplay mechanics. There's like new attack stuff, new like blaster fire stuff. Obviously there's the, they kind of follow the plot generally, but there's always some like Lego humor stuff they throw in just to make things more entertaining. And I'm just, I cannot believe that this is happening. It's bringing back memories from my childhood and I'm so excited to play it. I'm going. I'm going to get it. I'm going to play it. I'm very excited. I think Chris is tearing up right now. I'm. I'm not, but I, I could. Like, I really could. Uh, this game. It is looks so awesome. This is actually quite funny because a few days ago, Victoria and I went to GameStop, and we looked for a new game for the Nintendo. Uh, what's it called? The Nintendo Switch and the Switch. TV. We actually, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the only connected TV, and we actually bought a uh, Lego Harry Potter and Lego Marvel two games. So, I mean, I guess it's going to be kind of related to those games, so that's kind of funny. I, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like Lego games are somehow very entertaining always. It doesn't really make sense, but they're always very fun to play. They are. They're very fun to play. It's just very nostalgic, and I'm looking forward to it. So, Chris is going to... When does it come out? April 5th. All right, so when it comes out, Chris is going to go buy it, and he's going to give us a gameplay review on the I podcast. Will. I will. All right, we'll remember yes. that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Chris, can you actually hit me with one more? Because my last two are kind of related. Yeah, sure. So my next one is, let me get to it right here. Uh, it's kind of like uh, this is a one specific thing that I'm using the jumping off point. So it recently, it recently came out that uh, the official runtime of the Batman movie coming out is two hours, 55 minutes, which I think you all love to hear that. It's the longest runtime of any Batman film ever three-hour Batman movie, I think it's hard to really go wrong with that. So I was just thinking about kind of all of the movies and TV shows we're going to be getting in the upcoming months. So we've got the Batman coming out in a couple months. We have right now Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. You see the Moon Knight trailer, Sammy? I don't know what that is. So Moon Knight is the, it's a new Disney show as well, a new Marvel show with Oscar Isaac. It looks super cool. We've got the uh, Obi-Wan show on Disney+. Plus. We've got Multiverse of Madness. We've got just so much stuff coming at the pipeline, and I'm very excited as someone who's uh, not, I wouldn't call myself a huge fan of Marvel stuff. Like, I like it. I watch it all, but I'm not, I don't I don't go crazy about it. But obviously, I saw Spider-Man No Way Home. It was incredible. I'm watching all the stuff on Disney Plus right now. Just so many, so much, so many movies, so much stuff coming out. Morbius coming out in April now. The Batman, obviously, I'm super psyched for so I think generally it's going to be a very good year to be a fan of this kind of this genre of movies and TV shows. I'm going to say some things here that you might not like, but how many new superhero movies about the same superheroes can we really make until we've made too many? Uh not not any amount that's you think, up approaching. You think if they just keep making more Spider-Man movies and Batman movies, it's like, haha, like it's going to be fantastic. Like, I feel like Batman's one of those things where the original movies were so good. Like, why do we need to make a new one? Well, they, they make a new one because they make a lot of money. That's why they're making new ones. But, but they can still kinda, be good. But doesn't it kind of, because it, it kind of ruins it a little bit, right? Well, there hasn't been a legit Batman movie since the 
since like 15 years ago or yeah. whenever the last whenever Dark Knight Rises came out and the original ones were so good maybe it's time to just like put that franchise behind us right well first of all that's never gonna happen because people like the companies aren't gonna do that because it makes them so much money okay, I have a question in the new movie are they like coming up with the plot themselves or are they basing it off like books and stuff I think it's a generally a new plot right like they're just adding I mean, they're all in some aspect based on comic books but I think but, it's a new plot like I feel like the plot of these superhero movies was originally based off like the comics and like the stuff that it was originally made out of and now they're just like adding plots like adding new plots when it wasn't originally in the stories which is well like, there's for, there's there first of all there's no way that like there's so many comic books there's so many comic book plots that there's they haven't even like even the marvel movies which have gone on for much longer than the batman stuff they haven't even covered like one tenth of the comic book plots because there's so many comics from the like late 20th century like 1980s 90s the spider-man no way home movie the new one was that based off something or was that just totally reimagined it was it was like most of these movies are loosely based off comic plot lines like it was loosely based off of um like a a spider-man arc okay i don't know there's like nine spider-man movies at this point i'm just asking myself how many more they can make first of all there's there's eight there's eight okay Uh, close enough right and second of all it's like they did the three with Tobey Maguire, the two with Andrew Garfield. They now have three with uh, Tom Holland. And I didn't like, really... I just think that... I watched the Spider-Man movie, and I don't, I don't really think the three different Spider-Mans and three different universes coming together made a lot of sense. All right, spoilers. But uh, I think... What do you mean it didn't make sense? Can we, can we do spoilers? I feel like at this point we can talk about the movie, right? Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. That's not even that big of a spoiler. Is it even that big of a spoiler? I mean, yeah, it is. Everyone, I, think, I feel like everyone kind of knew that before, but it's definitely a spoiler. But I don't know. I just think it's better when there's, like, one Spider-Man. Now there's, like, different Spider-Mans in different worlds, and they come together. It just doesn't really hit the right spot for me. I think you're in the vast minority of Okay, I'm just going to say I'm, I'm not a big, like, Marvel fan or anything, so I, I don't really know that well. I, never, I think I've watched probably two of all the Spider-Man movies. But just, like, I don't know. I like when there's, like, one superhero and it's the one guy. Now there's three of them in different worlds. It didn't make a ton of sense to me since I didn't see the big other movies. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Might be a bad opinion. It's a Yeah, I think it's a bad opinion. Okay, fair my enough. My theater was so lit when uh, Andrew Garfield popped out of that portal in the movie. They lost their minds. It was incredible. But Why? Because it was just fun. It was just fun. It was a fun movie moment. But I feel like it was almost too try-hard to get all three. Like, I feel like the whole point of them doing it was just like, oh, like let's get all three actors back. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The movie relied very heavily on nostalgia and people being like, oh, this is a cool gimmick. Like, I'm not going to deny that in any way. But it still worked. I think it was still a very yeah, fun moment. I don't think the actual plot of the movie was that great. I think it was a better movie because like all three Spider-Mans were there. People were like, oh, this is so cool. It's all three Spider-Mans. But if you're a casual viewer who hasn't really seen the first movies, it doesn't make a lot of sense to you, right? Mm, yeah, I, I still don't really buy that. I mean, I, I haven't seen Spider-Man 3 or the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying. My, that's my opinion. Yeah, it's fair. Very fair. All right, Sammy, give me your give me your last uh, best of the internet. Uh, I got two articles. They're they're similar, so I'm gonna the same side by side. Okay, so this is the highlight of my best of the internet. Probably not, but uh, so an Irishman, a man from Ireland, was arrested in Romania 
for breaking into the presidential palace, right? Chris, give me a few guesses of why an Irish man would try to break into the presidential palace. Assassinate the president. Uh, good guess. Give me one more. To cause general mischief. Okay. Yes. See, these, are, these would be normal guesses. But this man from Ireland went out drinking with his friends in Bucharest, which I believe is the capital of Romania. Uh, and he got so drunk that he went home to his hotel, right? But yeah. he accidentally mistaked the Romanian presidential palace for his hotel. And, he's, and so he broke into it? So he reached the third floor of the Romanian presidential palace thinking it was ho- his hotel because he was so drunk. And when asked by the police, he was unable to remember how he got in. So he was walking along the street. He said, this building is my hotel. He went in, walked up three floors, in the, but it was the Romanian presidential palace. The most shocking thing here to me is that a drunk man, he didn't have bad intentions, so it wasn't a threat, but how the hell is the security so bad in the Romanian presidential palace that a drunk guy who thinks the building is his hotel can just walk in and walk up to the third floor without getting caught? It makes no sense, right, Chris? It makes no sense at all. No sense. No sense, Sammy. Now... It just keeps getting better. This isn't some, like, small presidential palace with little security. This is quite actually the second biggest parliamentary building in the world. And it holds the Guinness, the Guinness World Record for the most heavy building in the whole world. This building really? is the heaviest building in the whole world. How do, they, how, do they, how do they weigh the buildings? Okay, want to hear the numbers for it? It's the heaviest building in the world because it has seven... 100,000 tons of steel and bronze combined with 35 million cubic feet of marble, 3,500 tons of crystal glass, and 31 million cubic feet of wood. Those are the numbers of the thing that's in this building combined that makes it the heaviest building in the world. So some drunk dude from Ireland is so wasted he thinks it's his hotel. Don't know how he makes that mistake even when he's drunk because it's the biggest building in the world and it's a presidential palace. That's a different conversation. Walks into the building, zero security, walks up to the third floor, just stumbling around, and it doesn't get caught for, what, how long does it take, 30 minutes just walking around the presidential palace? Just wandering around the presidential palace. And it's the biggest building in the world. They should have fantastic security in the biggest building in the world, right? They should. They should. And when the security guards were asked how he got in, the quote is, it is a mystery how this guy managed to get in. We don't know if he went through the front gate. We don't know. You don't love to hear that. You don't love to hear we, that. We don't know how he got in, right? He was so drunk he doesn't even remember. He might have gone through the front, might have gone over a wall, might have digged a tunnel under. Who knows, right? So this is quite the most shocking story I've seen in a while. Look how massive that building is. It's a large building. And some dude just walks building. through the front and walks up three flights of stairs like it's nothing, right? It's very odd. Yeah. Now, I said I had two stories. This relates quite similarly, shockingly enough, to another story that happened about a month earlier over Christmas. Uh, did you hear the story about the teenager who tried to kill the queen? Uh, maybe, maybe vaguely. Okay, so uh, clearly there's a problem with security at presidential and queen places because it happened again a few weeks earlier. Uh, they call him a crossbow-wielding Windsor Castle intruder. He was 19 years old, and he wanted to assassinate the queen. All right, this is weird. Let me just say, when the father was asked about this, the father of the kid, he said, quote-unquote, 
Something has gone horribly wrong with our son, and we are trying to figure out what. So yeah, fair. This is how it, just how he did it. He was dressed, mask, and full like suit covering his his persona, and he climbed the walls of Windsor Castle. He climbed the walls, and he entered into the garden area in front of the palace where the queen literally stays, in the long walkway right up to her front door. Luckily. He, like, kind of got some nerves and, like, he didn't know what to do. So he just wandered around the garden for about 15 minutes until they finally caught him. But how did, how did he get the – how was he able to climb the wall and just wander around the garden for a while of literally the most important person in the world, the queen's house? Not sure how that yeah. happened either. Uh, it gets weirder. This is actually related to Star Wars. Okay. I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. So uh, before he did this, uh, at 8 a.m. Christmas morning – uh, 24 minutes before the man was actually caught, he uploaded a previously recorded video on Snapchat. Uh, let me just just read you this. Are you I'm wondering? Wh- are you wondering why he did this? I am. Because what you're gonna think is there's no way you could guess this. He says in the video where he's saying he's gonna do this, he says, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I've done and what I will do. I will attempt to assassinate Elizabeth, Queen of the Royal Family. This is revenge." For those who have died in the 1919 Jalin Walla Bach massacre. It is also revenge for those who have been killed, humili- humiliated, and discriminated on because of their race. I'm an Indian, I don't really know how to pronounce it, S I K H. I know it's, uh, how do you pronounce that, Chris? Do you know how to pronounce Sikh? that? I think it's like Sikh? that, right? I didn't want to pronounce it yeah. incorrectly. I'm an Indian Sikh, a Sith. My name was Jaswan Singh Chile. And then he appears to give a Star Wars-themed identity and where he calls himself Darth Janus. So this is a really weird story. And just How old is this kid? How nine, old is he again? 19. 19? Okay. And by the way, the 1919 Jallianwala Bach massacre was when British troops fired on a large group of unarmed Indian protesters, killing about 350 to 1,000. No one knows how many. Okay. It's a weird story. So he's doing this as revenge for that, which happened more than 100 years ago, which in itself doesn't make much sense. Uh, and the story, I think all of it doesn't make sense. Like, none of it makes it's sense. It's like weird trying how... Trying to assassinate... Also, like, the queen has no impact on... The queen now is ceremonial, right? Like, she has no impact on actual foreign policy. Yes, but the... It's just... He, like, turned it into a story. His outfit, if you watch the video, he's dressed like Darth Vader, and he's saying, I'm Darth Janus, and I'm gonna kill the queen of the world basically with a bow and arrow it makes absolutely zero sense and and he like was wearing this and he in the video he twisted his voice so he couldn't detect his voice properly so he's hiding his voice he's hiding his face he's hiding his body yet in the video he literally says his name he goes my name was Jaswan Singh Chile but now I'm Darth Janus. It makes absolutely... Well, clearly he didn't think too far ahead in this, right? Like, I don't think he assumed it would actually happen the way he wanted it to. But he assumed he was going to die, I think, because he said his name was this. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so... so like, re- yeah, I think he was ready. I think he assumed that he wasn't making it out of this assassination attempt. So this Indian-British teenager who grew up in a half-a-million-dollar house in a nice area of England, who knows what happened in his childhood, he's mad at the British Empire for killing a protester group of indian people killing a thousand of them in 1919 so as a revenge for this he decides to kill the queen in 2021 with a bow and arrow jumping over a wall saying he's darth vader it makes no sense no sense but he was totally serious about it he's now being obviously he's in a mental institute slash prison unsure which way he's gonna go right now 
But overall, I think the Romanian story with the drunk Irishman entering the castle and getting to the third floor with no security, plus this Darth Vader teenager with a bow and arrow jumping over the wall and wandering around the garden of the Queen's castle, I think together they make a very nice complimentary story. Yeah, they do. Nice job, Sammy. Thank you. My final story is a quick one. It's more of like a worse the internet, honestly. It's just, uh, I've had a really tough sports week. First, the Patriots got absolutely hammered on Saturday by the Bills. The Celtics not doing so well. They lost to the Hornets a couple days ago. And then yesterday, the Arsenal uh, lost 2-0 to Liverpool in the Carabao Cup semifinals. So, I don't know. It's been a tough couple weeks, sporting-wise. Especially Arsenal. You know, I thought we really had a chance this year to win the Carabao Cup. I didn't expect Premier League title, but I was hoping maybe top four. Even that looks hard now. I mean, it's not a striker, but we're not like Vlasovic was supposed to be our guy, but I don't think he's coming anymore. And yeah, it's just all around. It's been a tough week for me. Yesterday, just, you know, our, our old coach, Zach Cohen, is a Liverpool fan. So I, I know he's going to make fun of me today later. Not make fun of me, obviously, but you know, Liverpool fan. Even he also like he might just feel bad for me too. That's the worst part. Because, like, Liverpool fans, I think at this point, it's not like a rivalry anymore. It's just, like, uh, Liverpool is so much better than us that it's, like, a big brother, little brother kind of thing where they don't even respect us anymore. So that's just tough. And, yeah, it's been a tough week for me, Sammy. Okay, just to clarify, uh, you are a Celtics fan, a Patriots fan, an Arsenal fan. What, what, what baseball team do you support? Red Sox. Ah, okay. I hate you. Thank you. That is literally the worst combination of sports teams I could think of, Chris. Not going to lie to you, buddy. Why? What do you mean, why? All why? the bo- Well, first of all, most New Yorkers... Why are why Arsenal bad? What do you mean, why Arsenal bad? Nobody likes Arsenal fans. Really? I think we're more like than, like, Man City fans. I don't know. Because Man City fans are, like, you know, they're, they're well, clout why are you an, Why are you an Arsenal fan? Well, what's because... the backstory here? Yeah, so when I was like 10, 9, 10 years old, I actually, I was reading, I read one book where the main character liked Chelsea, so the Chelsea fan, and then a different book where the main, the main character liked Arsenal, so I was an Arsenal fan too, and then I realized that I couldn't be an Arsenal and Chelsea fan because they were like kind of rivals, so I picked Arsenal because they had a cooler name, and I've just stuck to it since then, How and you- I wish now that I hadn't done that. My question is, how can you be such an avid fan of a team if it's such like a dumb reason you're a fan of the team? I know, like I fully admit, it's a it's a stupid, stupid reason why I liked him in the first place. But like, I picked them when I was a little kid before I even realized, before I even really knew anything about them. And now I've been invested so heavily for the past ten years that like I can't switch now because I've 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 put so much of my effort and time into watching them that. Now I'm like I can't I can't switch it. I'm just so I'm too invested now. Like I picked them and I've been dedicated for ever since. I think you'd be better off if you switched to Man City or Liverpool. I'm not switch. Like, I can't switch at this point. I could have switched when I was 12. I could have switched when I was 11 before I knew it was happening. But now that I'm aware, now that I know what's going on, I can't switch teams anymore. So would you call yourself a bandwagon gone bad? No, I I would not consider myself a bandwagon fan because. I picked them knowing nothing about soccer, and I've stuck to it ever since. So I don't think it's bandwagon. I think it'd be bandwagon if I picked Man City like when I was 16, because then I would know what was going on with them. 
But picking Arsenal 11, having never heard of the team before, I don't think it's bandwagon. In my honest opinion, I love soccer. Obviously, I've played it my whole life. But I just... All these, like, New York American kids who are so passionate about, like, a certain EPL team because they just chose it when they were five years old and they have absolutely no connection to it and they actually argue and get in fights about it, about their favorite teams when they have no actual background to it. It's a little stupid, in my opinion. But, like, I don't think it matters what your background is. Like, I remember you know my mean? soccer team that I used to play for. One kid was a Chelsea, one kid was a Liverpool, one kid was a Man City fan. They'd argue and scream at each other all the time. And, like, I was just thinking... You guys have actual no connections to these teams, and you just like them because they were good when you I were mean, young. I mean, what are your sports teams? What are your sports teams? What do you really sp- have teams? But in soccer, Celta Vigo, my mom's hometown in Spain. No, 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 no. Like in, uh, in just like generally, like football, baseball, Football, basketball. I used to like the Texans because Andre Johnson, but that was like a joke. I guess I would support the Giants the most, obviously, because I'm from New York. Uh, basketball, the Knicks the most. Like, I don't really follow it that religiously like obviously i support the Knicks. Yeah, i would say like, it's like you don't really care that much about actual individual teams right no not that much i'd I like for i like fantasy football i like watching it i find it entertaining but obviously if it came down to it i'm a knicks fan i'm a giants fan uh but i'm not really that i don't follow them that religiously no yeah so like i feel like i feel like that's no it's almost it's almost the no, opposite, right? it's this because i'm from the city so it like makes sense that yeah I but, so, but you teams. don't actually but you don't follow them really Whereas I don't, I have no connection to Arsenal, but I still follow them religiously, which makes no like, sense. I don't see like, but it, it makes no sense that you're from New York and don't care about the Giants. But, like and the Knicks. your like mood and like your your happiness sometimes can be based off Arsenal's performance, and it's just weird. Yes, absolutely. It's just weird. Absolutely. It's just weird that your mood and happiness is based off like a dumb decision you made when you were five years old because Arsenal was a cool name, right? It's a little odd if you think about it. it no, I, I no, like I've said, I fully admit it. It is stupid, and it's a, it was a dumb way of picking a team. But I picked them having never, not knowing a single player, not knowing even what, like, division they were in, right? Not knowing a st- the coach, anything. I, I, I thought um, Aaron Ramsey, my favorite player for a very long time, I thought his name was Alex Ramsey for the first, like, three years. Because I would see A. Ramsey on, like, FIFA and think his name was Alex for some reason. So, like, I don't know anything about that. But now I've just, I've put so much time and effort into it that it's become, like, a very legitimate thing for me. Yeah, I'm just going to say, like, in general, my – I just don't love, like, these American kids who have no connection to these teams, like, following it, like, arguing over it when it's just, like, you're American. You don't – you've never even been to England. Like, why are you arguing over this, right? Oh, I have been to England. I've been in an Arsenal game. Okay, well, a lot of people But haven't. also, it's like, I don't see – like, what soccer team would I pick then? NYCFC as a joke. I'm not going to pick an a, a MLS team. Yes, but here's the thing. When I was younger, I used to be a big Barcelona fan, and I just supported them because they were the best team. I love watching them win, right? But once I got older, I was like, okay, I have no actual connection to Barcelona, and I just liked them because they were good. Like, I no longer am a Barcelona fan now. Now I just – So it sounds like you weren't a legit fan in the first place. No, I was just a little kid who liked the best team. But so, but you stopped. I never stopped. I never stopped. I know, that. but I stopped because it, I was like, it makes no sense to be supporting Barcelona. I think it makes sense to be supporting Arsenal. No, I'm not judging. I picked them, and now I'm. I picked them. No, I'm not. And ju- I stuck to it. I'm not judging you. I like, didn't yes. pick them like a year ago. Like, it's it's nice to have a team you follow so closely and that you actually like watching them. So I respect it. Also, it takes time to develop it, right? Like, certainly, I picked them when I was like ten. I didn't actually, like, I'd be like, I, w- I would root for Arsenal for, like, a while. I didn't actually really care until I was, like, 13, 14. But for the past, for the past, like, five or six years, like, I do my best to watch every game. I follow all this stuff. Like, I think that makes me a very legit, I think that makes me just as much of a legit fan as someone who actually lives in London. Okay. Fair enough. I'll give it to you. 
I, I, I know, like, I'm not disrespecting you. I'm just saying, like, I have, like, doubts about. No, I get it. I fully understand. Like when that some it, like eighteen, it make like when some eighteen year old kid from like New York is like, "Oh, I'm a diehard Man City fan." I'm like, "Are you really?" Well, Man City throws me off too because they were they were bad for a long time and they got good after they got bought. So you got to ask them when they became a fan. Because if they can, if they can, if they became a fan of Man City in the past like four years, then they actually are a bandwagon fan. But they've had because I guarantee they did. I no, I bet you a lot of these people became fans of Man City after Aguero's goal. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Like that. Course. But like, it's just like, why are you, Chris? This is going on way too long than it should. But I think we, I think we, yeah, it is. I think we've made our points here. Yep. Okay, so we'll take a quick break and be back with our NFL divisional round gambling picks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final segment of the day. That was quite a long. Best the internet segment, but I guess that's what happens when we have eight news articles in total. Uh, so now we are going to head into our... Wait, Sammy, Sammy. What? Did you get any texts about the code where we did in the last episode? Did I get any texts? Did you? No, I didn't. So I think we should maybe restate it here. What was the code word? Mango. Is it, It's kind of sad that nobody actually texts us mango, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's depressing that I think no one actually listened to this podcast. They just vote in the polls. Well, to be fair... We did the episode was released yesterday, right? Two days ago. No, I thought it came out yesterday, no? No, no it came out Wednesday. Wow. Wednesday morning it came out. If you vote on the polls but you've never listened to an episode, you're a fake fan. Yeah. It's, it's but you said sad. but you sad. said we get like thirty listeners an episode, so you'd think like maybe a couple people would I think that, I think they must not listen all the way through. They must just like download it. Because it's downloads, not listens. So they must just download it and then not actually Well, if you're downloading it, at least that's something, so thank you for that. Yeah, uh, fine. Code word is still mango. It's the mango still stands yep. strong. All right, Sammy, continue. Damn, not even Trixie's listening to it. I don't. I don't think she is. How about your mom? I I don't really want her to. Oh. So. All right. Well, on that sad note, the code word is mango. Uh, to be fair, I think we should do a little better job of promoting. Yeah, I'll do some more Instagram posts. Yeah, probably. Let's, do, gotta do some let's go. Let, let's do this. Let, let, let's let's finish this off. I want to end this. I gotta <laughs> have, like have lunch. Oh, all right. So NFL divisional round. We're doing our picks. Uh, four games: Titans, Bengals, Rams, Buccaneers, Bills, Chiefs, Niners, Green Bay Packers. Some fantastic games. Uh, the percentage right now for picks, I think I'm around sixty percent. Chris is at about ten to twelve percent. It's a lie. What is it, 30? It's like 45. It's 33. I listened to you last time. It's not it? 33. I'll check it right now. Fine. It's 40. Talking, I think it. it's 40. Fine. I think Chris is at 40. Keep I'm at 60. I'll check it. Let's leave it at that. So uh, let's try to make this not too long since we've been talking for already almost an hour. Uh, first game we're going to talk about here, the Tennessee Titans versus the Cincinnati Bengals. On ESPN, I have the line Titans minus 3.5. Do you agree with that line? I do agree with that line. Okay, great. Uh, Want to give me your thoughts slash pick on this? I'm not gonna say the worst yeah. game of the week, but yeah. So my, my pick favorite. is Titans minus three and a half. Um, I think it's pretty obvious for me here. Derrick Henry's back. Seems like he's back at full strength. You're such. A I don't fraud. trust him to stay healthy over a full season, but when he only has to win three games, I could see him just kind of going all out for these three games. I think the Titans, whenever you do that, it makes it, I'm just going to cut it out. Uh, I think the Titans 
disrespected all year. They're the one seed for a reason, right? They beat the Chiefs. They have good wins. They've dealt with so many injuries the whole year. I think they're pretty much all back and healthy, all the major pieces that were kind of questionable. The extra week of rest, I think, has an incalculable impact on their health and their ability to play well. I think the Bengals are a trendy pick right now because of Joe Burrow, because of how well they've played the past couple weeks. I just don't see it happening here in Tennessee. I think the Bengals are going to really compete for the Super Bowl or the AFC next year. I think it's just one year too early for them. This is Joe Burrow's second playoff game. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill is not you know, a superstar quarterback, but he has experience. He's been there before, and I, I just do the Titans winning this one. I think it's very disrespectful that they're like minus three and a half favorites. I'm going to be honest, Chris. I'm very disappointed in you. I You've been an avid Bengals supporter all season. You've always supported. I was expecting a Bengals pick here, not going to lie. I love the Bengals. I just I have to go where I think the, the value is, and I think the value is in the Titans here. I mean, so, like, Joe Burrow, like, I, I want to take this against you and go Bengals plus 3.5, but I really can't. I, I had Tennessee minus 3.5 as my pick here. I think with Derrick Henry back, they'll win this game pretty easily. Uh, I feel like Tennessee is one of those teams that even though they have the one seed, people are not giving them any like chance in the Super Bowl. Like they're just sleeping on them incredibly, right? Like people talk about Super yep. Bowl contenders now. They're not. No one's gonna say the Titans, right? But I think if Derrick Henry runs for two hundred yards a game in the playoffs, their defense is very good. They have a chance to actually make a playoff run, Super Bowl run here. Not a playoff run. I meant a Super Bowl run. Uh, so I'm gonna have to take the Titans minus three and a half as well. Uh, we'll take the same there. Yeah, I just I think it's because the Titans, you know, Ryan Tannehill is not someone you think of as a top tier quarterback, and it's kind of their first year towards the top of the AFC. So I think it's it's like uh, the disrespect is definitely real here, and so I see them winning this game outright, and I, I'm not worried about the points at all. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I wholeheartedly agree. All right, uh, next game we got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. I'm curious to hear your pick here. I am taking the 49ers plus five and a half at the Packers. Thoughts? Okay, the, my problem with this game is, the way I saw this is I do think the Packers are going to win this game, but I do think the 49ers are going to keep it close. I'm not going to take the Packers' money line because that would be lame, but just based on my thought that the Packers are going to win the game, I have to lean towards the Packers here. Because I feel like five and a half is a decent amount of points, right? But I don't think it's enough to really sway my opinion towards the 49ers. So I do think the Packers will win this game. But I'm kind of scared because I do like the 49ers. And I think they have a good chance of maybe winning this game, keeping it pretty close. But for the sake of not making a dumb decision, I'm going to take the favorite here. Last week I took two heavy underdogs and it didn't go well. I'm going to take the favorite this time. I think Green Bay gets the job done at home. It's going to be cold. They have the advantage. Aaron Rodgers is a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Hopefully their defense stands. Packers minus five and a half. Yeah, so I understand all that. And this is a tough pick for me for sure. I just think that for me, when we think about playoff gambling, I would only pick an underdog that I thought had a chance of actually winning the game, right? So I think that the 49ers have an actual chance of winning this game. I was concerned about the injuries to Jimmy and Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, but it looks like all three of them are good to go. And I think they're so dynamic on offense with Debo Samuel and Elijah Mitchell. I think Jimmy just has to be a game manager, right? 
I'm looking for a stat line, something like 19 for 25 for 250, a touchdown interception, right? If he like if he throws one interception, I think they win this game. If he throws two or three, they lose, right? So as long as he stays within himself, he plays smart, doesn't try to do too much, and they like also it has to be a close game, right? If the Packers get out to an early lead, I don't see the 49ers winning this because then Jimmy has to throw. I don't think Jimmy's gonna be able to claw them back into this one. So close game. Let's run the ball. Let's pound the rock. Nick Bosa on defense, disruptor. They're so dynamic. They're so fast. And I don't know. I think this is a very good coaching matchup. Obviously, LaFleur versus Shanahan. It should be a good one. I'm picking the 49ers here. I see what you're saying. They're obviously a very exciting team. But in my opinion, the Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell running game can only get you so far. And I think it stops at the Packers. I don't think they're... I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is quite good enough to beat the Packers. That's my opinion. It's going to be cold. It's going to make it harder for them. I think Jimmy's going to struggle in Green Bay, freezing his ass off with the fans yelling at him. I don't know. I just don't think he's good enough. I don't think he has that clutch gene that's needed to win this game. But I see what you're saying. This could go either way for me, but I'm just going to take the Packers. Yeah, this definitely was not one that I was very positive about. All right, give me your uh, Buccaneers-Rams pick, Sammy. Buccaneers-Rams. Uh, I think Tom Brady goes down in flames. Uh, the Rams are playing with some vicious, vicious passion. I'm taking the Rams plus two and a half. So I'm taking the Bucks minus two and a half. It just works. I'm very wary of the team that looked too good the week before, right? The Rams just absolutely demolished the Cardinals. I understand fully that the Bucks are not the team they were in like week 10, right? A lot of injuries, Godwin, AB's obviously gone. Their secondary's been absolutely decimated. I just don't think I can bet against Tom Brady individual round, right? Like Tom Brady versus Matt Stafford. It's the GOAT versus Matt Stafford, who's won, who's, who's won one playoff game, which was last week. I just don't see them coming into Tampa Bay and hanging with the goat, I don't see it happening. So I'm going with uh, Bucks minus two. Okay, half. if you had to, let me say this: if you had to tell me, if someone asked me who wins this game, if you if you guess it right, you will live. If you guess it wrong, you die. My life is on the line. I would take the Buccaneers winning the game. The two and a half point edges me a little more towards the Rams, even though it's not much. But this is more of a passion and just heart pick. I've loved the Rams all year. I love Matthew Stafford. I want him to win a Super Bowl. And I just think they have a lot more fire and passion than the Buccaneers do. So I'm going to lean towards the Rams for my pick. I'm wary of Tom Brady. Obviously, it's not a good bet to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs ever. But I do not think Tom Brady goes back-to-back and wins another Super Bowl this year. I think the Rams make it to the Super Bowl this year. And I'm going to take them in this pick. This is a fantastic game, but I like the Rams. I agree. I, I mean, I agree. A fantastic game. And definitely, definitely a close one for me. So I don't, I don't you know... I don't, I don't, I don't uh, attack you for that pick. I guess I could say. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final game, Sammy. Right. Give it to me. Uh, give me the Bills plus one point five. They know they're the. If they play like they did last week, how about this? If they play somewhat close to how they played last week, obviously it's impossible to say that they're going to play as well as they did last week because they're away. But if they like match that performance in some ways and keep it at such a high level. I've been saying Chiefs are fr- not frauds, but I've been saying the Chiefs are chokers all year. They had a 
you saw at the beginning of the year they had some bad performances. They were at the bottom of the division for a while. Obviously, the Chiefs are good, but I've been watching them. I don't think they're as good as they were when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Or maybe the other teams are just better. I don't know. Let me just say I like the Bills, but they did last week was so impressive. And the one and a half points obviously isn't much, but it adds maybe a little something. I'd probably take the Bills money line here too, just because I want them to win this game. Yeah, give me the Chiefs minus one and a half. All right, we're taking good, yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, for the last game, I think the Bills coming off an absolute high against the Patriots. I, I almost want to throw that game out. I think it's because obviously it's impossible to replicate. Josh Allen played very well, right? I think the Bills, a good game plan for him, put him in the shotgun, have him run the ball a lot. He'll throw downfield. He's a very good, very strong player. But Pat Mahomes is still the best player in the league, right? I think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. He's the quarterback that you pick and you need to win one game. He's the best in the league. One of the best to ever do it, honestly. And so, yeah, I think the Chiefs, their defense was very suspect early in the season. They've rounded into form. They're good again. They're, they're the best scoring defense in the league over the past, like, 10 weeks. Jarek McKinnon came on very strong last week. I think if he can contribute, that's a, that's a huge positive. And their offense is just too dynamic. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes. And I think that we're overreacting to the Bills game and forgetting who the best player in the league actually is. My problem with the Chiefs is they have no run game. Don't tell me Jarek McKinnon's a strong run game because it's really not. Bills are one of the best running defense in the league. So I think the Chiefs are really going to struggle to run the ball. And there's going to be a lot of third and longs. Bills are going to be fired up. And the reason I'm taking the Bills in this game partially you remember that photo last year of Stefan Diggs watching the Chiefs celebrate? I don't. You don't remember that photo? There was an AFC championship, which was the Bills versus the uh, Yeah, I remember the game, Chiefs. obviously. The Chiefs won, and after the game, the Chiefs were in the celebrating on the field, lifting the trophy, right, for the AFC championship and celebrating. All the Bills were off the field in the locker room, and Stefan Diggs was just standing in the midfield staring at them. And there's this sick... I'll show it to you. It's such a cool photo. I can't believe you haven't seen this. I might have seen it last year when it actually got taken, but I don't recall it. One second, we can like cut this out, but I just want to show you. Yeah, it's a cool picture. I don't see it. I know, so I just, I just like, just like, look, he's gonna remember this. They're all gonna remember this, and they're gonna remember what happened last and year. And they're gonna lose anyways. No, they're not. I think they beat him. Okay. Okay. All right. So we have one pick the same. So our lock of the week is Titans, right? Yeah. So we'll just go over it again. My picks are Titans minus three and a half, 49ers plus five and a half. Bucks minus two and a half, Chiefs minus one and a half, and then Sammy has Titans minus three and a half, Packers minus five and a half, Rams plus two and a half, Bills plus one and a half. Yes, sir. And our lock of the week is the Tennessee Titans minus three and a half. Yep. And our lock hit last week, so you know we're kind of on a roll now, Sammy. I'm on a heater personally. I went five for six last week. So that's very impressive. I struggled last week, so I want to come back here and go four for four. We'll see. Yeah. Any final words? Uh, maybe next week we start doing props. Yeah, next week we'll start doing props. Um, so only two games. So we'll do we'll do props for AFC and NFC championship and then the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, and, and maybe Bowl, the, obviously we'll maybe a Pro Bowl, Bowl dumbass bet. We'll Got about the that. Pro Bowl. Got about the Pro Bowl. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another lengthy episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, not much else to say. Excited for this weekend to watch these games. We'll see what happens. Hope you enjoyed the best of the internet segment. Uh, We'll be back on Tuesday or Wednesday with recap plus ranking. Chris, any last words before we call it a day? Nope. Hope you all have a good one. Beautiful.
Bye, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy your weekend.